One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, clap. Perfect. Uh, I played a porn game. Should I talk about it or no? If you want to. It's a Patreon game. It was a uh, Rule 34 game about Avatar The Last Bender. Uh, the last thing you linked in here? Uh, I don't think I linked shit. Uh, you definitely did. It's there. I can see it. No, it was Are Brandon. you sure it was me or Brandon? Maybe it was Brandon, but I know it's in there. Okay. <laughs> I would not share that depraved filth in the public, especially in front of you, Glenn. No offense. Uh, okay. Well, we are in the pre-show. Okay. Things looking good. Okay. Honestly, I didn't get that much. I went to the Patreon page and I was like, I don't know what this is. It's like, you can get them to do things if you bring her Katara fish. And I was like, fuck is this? So the, the, the thing is with, because Patreon is not. So what <sighs> Patreon has been a little scummy. What they did like back in the day was they created a platform for, uh, yes, no beard. Uh, they created a platform for any kind of like content creator. Be it like, you know, arts and crafts, be it erotica, be it boudoir, photo sh- like whatever, right? Um, and then once they uh, got a lot of these people bringing in money, Patreon's like, oh, by the way, uh, for all these people we've allowed on our platform for so long, um, we're just going to start like um, restricting the kind of like content now. Like this was years later um, because Patreon had these people pull in so much traffic to their site and then they started like taking away the rights for uh basically 18 plus um creators on the site that's shitty um and so now they have to be very 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 careful with um because people like uh you know uh, jessica negri and uh, all these other people like cosplayers they use patreon as a way to fund what they do um, and they have to be very careful with how they word things and what kind of uh, sets that they upload because any kind of like slight kind of thing that could be seen as infringement like patreon is quick to act so like they have to be hmm. very specific with their wording and like how they share things so which is why you uh, a lot of people use patreon to like um uh pledge and then they share the files and stuff some other way like the right. okay like only fans or something like that yeah yeah even with like the uh the um 18 plus uh the the erotic video games like they'll do a lot of things where like they'll have you go through a uh um separate discord and because it's linked up to patreon they can have role specific things and then that way you'll be able to get downloads Hmm. interesting that they would do that i mean i get it a little bit but just trying to make sure that random kids searching through patreon don't search anime and come across a bunch of right and and like i i understand that a whole um, new world I, I, i understand that argument entirely like it's it's hard to like sit and police every single person making content but then also, like, they have their um, their pages marked as, like, this is adult-only, 18+. Plus, 18 yeah. plus. And then, then that responsibility, in my opinion, falls also onto the parents not watching right. what their par- like kids are doing. Yeah, but, I mean, somebody sued McDonald's for too hot of coffee, and then they actually won money in court over it. So I think companies are more <laughs> concerned about... They're trying to be more careful. Are you talking careful. about the million dollar or so? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ah, yes. It was a, uh, I believe, an 80-something-year-old lady. Yeah, she received first-degree burns. My coffee is too hot. Yes, it's hot because you got hot coffee. But to the point of first-degree burns? It was, I think, somewhere between, it it was like around 180, 200 degrees. They they admitted. Consistent for coffee, though. Uh, I don't know if you drink, like, rolling, boiling water for coffee or what, but, uh... 
having it served to you like that and then uh, not putting it in a uh, a cup that is secure enough to handle that temperature and it warps and breaks in your lap. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. The cup yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of lap and the cup spilt onto her lap. Yes. There's ah. a lot of misinformation uh, about the case floating around because a lot of people are um, like for in your defense, like a lot of the information got diluted down to where it's like, oh, this person just bitched and it's just so easy to get like money from corporations in America. Um, but then we, for one of our communications class that I did years ago, we actually looked at the actual case and it like caused serious harm. Like the, yeah. the coffee and was pr- way beyond like safe temperatures. Yeah. And I mean, to that note, the only reason I brought it up is that it is really easy to get money. You can sue people for the stupidest things. And that's now it, that I know it, that, I live in America that as an specifically example anymore, at one point. But- <laughs> like in America, it's super easy to sue. Like uh, other countries like Australia, you can try to sue, but it's more of a legal complaint than actual give me money yeah. kind of situation. Like America specifically is stupid sue happy when it comes to like trying to get money on stuff because we're offended and the only way we can make things right is giving us boatloads of cash what you can fix the pro- i don't care if you fix the problem give, give me, me money loads of cash yeah. yeah uh also fun fact if you want to enjoy more uh stuff like that not really a myth bust but technically uh the it was originally on netflix i know there's an independent series i don't know where specifically but the uh, tv series adam ruins everything Oh yeah, uh, very like you. You think that it's like you know, a YouTube series where some asshole just ruining you know a wedding or something like that, but he gives like legit. Well, he's on Netflix uh, now, right? Yeah, he got a. Full, I believe like his show. I know his first season. I'm not sure if uh, they continued it on Netflix, but uh, I like basically I watched everything that he had on there, and I realized there was more, but it was locked elsewhere. Some other subscription service, but uh. Yep, bun, uh, bun machines, B-U-N-N. Uh, they're the machines uh, usually at fast food places that uh, will create water. They try to keep it right under 212 degrees and use it as like hot water to mix with their products and whatnot. And uh, apparently using it for your coffee and then delivering it directly to the customer, not the best idea. Mm. Surprise. I remember using bun water to uh, clean the floors. Like we'd fill it up in a pitcher. And we threw it across the the floor, but if you accidentally splash some of that stuff on your foot, that's a no bueno day. <laughs> that yeah, shit hurts. Burns like that are not fun. I'm trying to think of any time that I've legit burnt myself with hot water like that. It, it's shitty. Not hot water, but I've grabbed a pie tin right out the oven. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I was doing I was doing a line clear, and this was like I think my second or third day on the job. I was doing my I was doing a line clear, and um, you know we go. So, uh, yeah, uh, line clear is, um, I was in, I was a dishwasher. This is when I was working the kitchen. And so they'd call for a line clear. I'd have to go and pick up the, uh, the trays with all the dirty dishes from, um, the chefs working the line. Um, because they're just filling up and stuff. And so I'd go back there and, uh, somebody told me to always carry rags with you when you're arranging stuff so you can carry them and stack them. Um, I guess I didn't remember that tidbit and went, arranged things and then just grabbed full force, just, just with my two little fingers here, grabbed a python to put it in more um, manipulatable spot and burnt the heck out of my fingers. I was swollen for about two days. Aye, aye, aye. Yep. I feel you, man. KFC cook. Uh, three years. When the, like, it's basically a giant oven vat where it's full of grease and you lower mm-hmm. the chicken into it. And the sucker is about two, two and a half feet deep. And, uh, 
you have to make a, a careful gamble when you come to uh, clean that machine at the end of the day, because if you let it cool down, the the grime, the flour and all that shit, it will cake on and you will have to take a like a screwdriver to get that shit off. Or alternatively, you can try to work in it while it's still, you know, in the heating position, basically after you empty it out. And it's only, you know, 300 degrees if you touch it. And it's like, it's the worst game of operation. I still have burns in certain parts of my arms where I'm like, you know, operation, you know, and, uh. Smoking some extra flavor flavor for Colonel Sanders over there. <laughs> a secret twelve spice mix. Did you know that KFC was the first um, um, American fast food to open up in China? No, KFC really? Yes. Who thought it'd be McDonald's? No, it was KFC. KFC was the first fastest growing like fast food chain, like internationally at least. I like. It's so stupid, but one of the things I want to do if I ever visit Japan is to go to a fucking McDonald's to see the crazy shit that they have there. Because, like, you, you think McDonald's, uh, no matter where you go, they're they're always going to have, you know, like a Big Mac or something like that to make you feel at home or whatnot because it's an American fast food business right. turned international. But they got some cool-ass stuff yep. that they love to experiment with over in... Can, uh, can confirm, I, um, not specifically for Japan, but for the Middle East and India. Um, they'll have a few... Like in India, this was even more so. Um, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? Like um, naturalized, I guess. More like normalized. Um, norm, yeah, normalized Localized? for like Indian like uh, culturally not palates, culturally but, like, normalized. Yeah, so like <laughs> they do things like so we have something called um, uh, sorry paneer, which is uh, cottage cheese. It's Indian cottage cheese. Um, oh. and we like, uh, cut it into these squares or blocks and then we'll either grill them or we'll either put them in like some gravy based dishes, but what they'll do is they'll grill them up and then they put them in wraps or they'll make burgers out of them or they'll do like, we have, uh, these things that we have as snacks, um, called, uh, aloo tiki, which is a potato, like kind of like fried patty, but it, like a little small. They'll make a whole ass burger out of that, um, because there's a good chunk of the population that's vegetarian. And then of course, uh, in general, I think in India, there's no uh, cooked beef that's sold in most restaurants or most places. Like, you'd have to go to specific places and depending on what the, um, like, just in general. So, like, chicken is the popular, uh, chicken or lamb's the popular meat in India, usually. So, like, a lot of the the menu is very much, like, using wraps and, like, local breads and stuff like that. And in McDonald's... A beef institute? And in... I'm moving past that. In McDonald's uh, <laughs> Middle East, um, things are just uh, spicier. Um, or we'll Beef. use like Beef we'll oh, use like oh, halloumi oh, as oh. our cheese and a lot of the things. <laughs> Is um, there anything made with uh, uh what's that tofu? Do you have any tofu food? Tofu's not big there? in India. Oh, I it's don't, not. Okay, I, 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 I even culturally, I don't think tofu's ever been a thing. Um, Makes sense. I I feel like tofu is like a is tofu Japan oriented or uh, China oriented? Like uh, the origins, I guess, would be the better way of asking that. Because I feel like it just it took off like crazy one day, starting off with the West Coast on place of origin, China. Uh, China that makes sense. Out. And and there's it's a lot a soy of um, thing, so yeah, it's it's bean curd basically made from soy, and um, like a lot of things. There, there's a lot of between China and Japan specifically. There's a lot of things that kind of transition both ways. Like ramen is originally like core is originally from China. It's just that ramen as we know it now is what. Uh, it was the process of like so many years of like cultural changes and evolution and like becoming a Japanese dish. But the core of it did come from China. And even the script that uh, the Japanese use, uh, the kanji, is a Chinese script. 
Um, but then right. the meanings are uh, different. And then kanji evolved into hiragana and katakana, which are the two, uh, like, so now they use all three scripts in combination in Japan. One was made to easily translate English words and romanize them. And then the other was made for, like, just simpler learning. And then now they use all three in combination. Uh, is romanji considered a fourth one at this point? Or is that just more uh, English spoof stuff? Uh, Romaji is the um, the 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 phonetic the pronunciations. To Jumanji, yes, it's the phonetic pronunciations in English. Right, just like I I know uh, back in the day, it's like obviously I'm not going to be able to understand. I mean, you can learn to like I think it's Kiragana that's the easiest to learn. Yes, uh, no, I guess Katakana since that's focused more on like names and titles and stuff. That would probably be the I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously, kanji is the you know, the hard shit. You know, fucking you know, fifty thousand different symbols you would have to learn at a certain point if you wanted to become like super proficient. Really, in it, how but. much there is in in Mandarin? That's how many symbols there are. It's a lot. Um, I know that I can't. So, because I took some, I took Japanese courses in high school uh, through the Japanese embassy over there in uh, Abu Dhabi, and I think they were telling me like the average person would know about like three hundred to five hundred or something. By the time they're done with high school, and then if you wanted to like really go beyond that, like it's it, it, it's tough. Like it's not like kanji is not a system that most people know. Even in like magazines and stuff, I've seen this where they'll have the kanji symbol, but then right below they'll have the hiragana or katakana to like how you pronounce that. Right. Uh, to people who can't read those. I'm pretty sure some people uh, like they'll have keyboards where you'll type it out in hiragana and it'll give you the op- option to switch it over to the kanji version of it if you want to. It's just cool shit like that. Uh, just speaking on like uh tofu and whatnot. I this week I actually tried uh, something called the Impossible Whopper. I'm sure oh, you guys yeah. probably heard of. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? It? Uh, so just to do like a flat out control experiment group, I they had basically like a a two for a six or something like that. Uh, where you could buy a bunch of burgers, uh, different combinations. So I bought a regular one and a Impossible one. Uh, for those who don't know, the impossible one is the one where it's like 0% meat, 100% Whopper, or whatever they say. <laughs> uh, I, I started off with uh, the regular Whopper, and, uh, you know, shocker, it tastes like a fucking Whopper. So, uh, you know, no, no uh, surprises there. Uh, when I opened up the package to the impossible Whopper, uh, I got hit with a fucking smell. Like, oof, it, like, not a good one. Like... I'm not sure if it was just because of what, you know, they use for the patty or whatnot, but it smelled like what would happen if I ate that Whopper and then half an hour later farted. Like, that kind of smell, like, whew, damn, uh, this thing's got a scent on it, and uh, I bit into it. It's not that bad. It doesn't taste that bad. But that smell, when you first get hit with it, if you're not used to it, it's offensive. Holy shit. See, I've not but, had uh, uh, any of the impossible patties, but I have had the Beyond Burger patties. Um, oh, and they're, and, Neat. Mm-hmm. and they're they're pretty good. Like, I I think also it's the whole thing is like, and I I apologize, but to me the whole like reaction to like uh, plant based stuff is very American. To like to me, anytime like I see people complaining about it, it's like they're trying to take our fucking meat away. No, we're not gonna like nobody's trying to do that. Like they're just trying to like present a substitute. Yeah, I'm gonna or say the Texans will make sure of that. <laughs> uh, they're just trying to present Those an alternative will do. <laughs> substitute, and it's kind of like it's it's also about setting your expectations. I think a lot of people go into it expecting it to taste exactly like it, which I don't well, think anybody's a, ever. Well, but there's a commercial where people are like blindfolded and they taste. It, they're like, "Where's this hamburger from?" 
And they're like, wow, that's amazing. That must be from some gourmet restaurant, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, that's an impossible Whopper. Right. right. You know, so I yeah, mean, like that's I again, think that's what people expect, ha- you know, hashtag actors. Um, <laughs> like, I yeah. think the but they say is they're not actors. Yeah. The companies definitely dig themselves into holes with that. Like when they're like, this is going to taste exactly like it or this is going to be like, you're not going to know the difference. No, you're going to know the difference. Like on their own, they taste good. But, like, when you have this expectation in your head that this is what it's going to taste like and it doesn't, you get a much more visceral response. It's the same thing for when you reach for a glass of orange juice. Let's say you poured yourself a glass of orange juice, right? But you just happen to have a glass of Sprite on your table. And you're reaching for the glass of orange juice, but you don't pay attention and you pick up the glass of Sprite because your body was expecting it. You're going to be, like, you're going to have a visceral, like, physical reaction because this, not that Sprite Sprite tastes fucking good. But, like, that's not what you're expecting. You're expecting orange juice. You're expecting pulp because pulp's the only way to have orange juice. You're expecting pulp. You're expecting the acidity. Um, see, pulp tells me it's a real fruit, goddammit. Or I just like doing low pulp. I just don't want to drink rind. That's not what well, I want nobody's, when I want to drink Nobody's something. putting the whole orange into the machine. Well, that's what Peel it feels all, like baby. when they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat a banana like a, like, a, like a corn on the cob, so, you know... Shut Neither up, Nick. <laughs> Wait, you don't eat the peel? The peel's the best part. That's where all the flavor is. How do you think you get your That's fiber intake? Mmm, like, plant you'll get flavor. for the banana itself, but, like, that, like, mmm, just, I love, is it, the, sorry, I'm, I'm scared to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Is it weird that there's occasions where I enjoy eating the whole orange? Like, I'll eat the orange, but then I'll eat the peels on occasion, too, just because, uh, it's really, you know, there's a chalky taste to it, but it, it's like an acquired taste, I guess. No, I've seen people do Glenn, that. You're good. It does, is that bizarre to you, Glenn? It really is. Grand, I feel like I've seen Eugene eat lemon my, peels. My grandfather uh, used to eat entire onions. Like, he would go eat an uh, onion a like an man. apple. A true like, man. Oh, yes. Dude, he so was... You're, an, you're part ogre. Uh, my grand... Yeah, 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 apparently. Get out he of the swamp. He was a third Eastwood. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I mean, I've seen weirder things. Also, my grand, my other grandfather put ketchup on literally everything. So, like, I, I, I mean, know. I used to too, but then I hit eight years old and I was like, wow, barbecue sauce, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. The one thing that I oh. think freaks out a lot of people, which uh-huh. I don't think is weird. It makes sense to me, but people biting into like a uh, bell pepper, like just eating a bell pepper like an apple. Is yeah, that any salt on that it, bad boy? But- Okay, cool. Like salt, some, I'll eat the shit out of it. Because I've heard some people just freak the fuck out. I'm like, belt, like you eat them raw in salads. Like, what's so wrong in just like eating time. it like an apple? Like, it's they're great. Yeah. They're delicious. You're not gonna eat the core though, right? Like, you st- you don't eat the seeds, I, right? I don't know. I've never actually seen Eugene chuck away a core. Huh? <laughs> I think I would be against it just because <laughs> the core is a lot, uh, kind of like an apple core. It's it's a it's lot cartilage. harder to bite into. Yeah, and it's just. You can do it if you want more for the challenge than anything, but you're not going to get much flavor or any kick out of it. It's just more yeah. like, ah, no trash for me today. Yeah, that's an interesting challenge, honestly, is going through, like, seeing how long you can go waste-free is, like, I've seen people do it for, like, a couple months, but, like, man, it's crazy. Because everything you eat has to be biodegradable, right. so that if you don't, like, if you don't want the core, you don't want this, there's, there can't be trash. You can't burn. You can't it. have fucking bags for the fertilizer. You shit right into the lawn. That's right, big brain. Uh, so I know we're getting along the tooth in the pre-show here, but I do have one final question because we're talking about it now. Nick in Canada specifically, and then I guess uh, in uh, UA, uh, 
UAE. Or, uh, I don't know why I had trouble saying that. I, could, I guess I could say Dubai. But uh, what is the sauce of choice? Like, what is the like the number one? It seems like no one could ever argue with having the sauce on something. Um, I I couldn't tell you about Canada because I think we're just as divisive in the states in terms of like sauce and foods. Because oh, I wish, man. United States, there's there's one sauce that seems like almost everybody loves, and they'll put on anything and they get away with it. What's that? Bakken Ranch. Hate it. Yeah, that's a that's more of a Midwestern thing, honestly. When I tell people Is about it? that Thank here, God. yeah, no, that's not a countrywide thing. Yeah, when I tell people yeah, that I like sure ranch on my yeah. pizza, they go, "Oh my God, why?" Like, yeah, I have ranch my pizza. pizza that's ranch. a huge it's thing so here. Good. I don't hate ranch. I like the more the less offensive tasting version of like you know the ones that are a little lighter on the taste buds, like or, cucumber like ranch. No, uh, buttermilk no. ranch is like the heaviest ranch. <laughs> no, there's some like there, there's some like um like I like ranch and Caesar salad. That's ranch for sinners. Like ranch and Caesar <laughs> salad is fine because they use the right amount and it's like well incorporated. But when there's like a shit ton of ranch, no thank like I can't I can't do it. But um can't even. I, oh my gosh. It's like uh, yeah, I think the states uh, in Canada in terms of like sauce are well divided, but I think out here I would argue that the spicier sauces are more popular just because Pacific Northwest. And so I think I was going to say sriracha is maybe, like, more common. Just, like, in general. Like, you you can't go wrong with some sriracha. In the UAE, like, I think that's also up for debate. But one thing that I think a lot of people argue about is... It's called uh, thome. Which is... Um, it's a Arabic garlic paste. And it's mm. so fucking good. Like, it's incredibly, like... It's, I wouldn't, it's not chunky, but it's, like, a little... Um, I'm trying to, like... I, I can't figure out the best way to, like, visualize the consistency, but it's not, like, super saucy, but it's not, like, stiff either. So, like, maybe a little bit more liquidy from, like, hummus, right? Oh, so it's still got, say, like, it's still I, got that some, sounds like hummus. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's got some, still got some firmness to it. Like, it'll hold its position if you were to, like, scoop it and hold it upside down sometimes. Um, and then we just put it on anything because we'll make uh, shawarma, which is basically, like, meat, garlic paste, french fries, and a pickle. And you just wrap it up and it's, like, meat from, that like... That sounds dope. Oh, my... F- that does... I miss never it so had that much before. because there's some places in the states that'll do it well. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan, as is is the hotbed for Arabic food in the states. Really? Um, yes, uh, largest uh, Arabic population in the United States of America, and is the hotbed for oh, yeah. Middle Eastern food. What? I love learning. Yeah, so like that's the only that's probably the closest time I'll get to like getting like an authentic Arabic experience anytime soon. If once all of this lifted, like I was telling Tyler about this when we were planning when I was planning my like post grad trip, I'm like, right, this is kind of like what I want to do. I definitely want to hit up Dearborn at some point, and then all of this happens, so it's kind of like, well, that's on hold until the next time I can fly out. And the food's amazingly cheap, cheap at the place that he pointed out too. Like I was expecting, like, all right, this is probably gonna be like some five star fancy, you know, welcome to the food capital of the world level stuff. And it's like, what do you mean five dollars for a wrap? Really? That's it? I can get two of them for ten bucks? Is that possible? It was just, it was bizarre to me. That's my kind of food. I know Tyler. When you came here, I was showing you the best of the best. But my kind of food is like the like the hole in the wall place that you just walk yeah. in, get the shit, and leave. Like you know, eight bucks and you get like meals enough for like two people. Like that's my kind. Like because those are the places also where, sure, yes, they're generous with their portions. Sure, maybe the health like the health code is not up to the best. But then I've got an iron wall stomach because of India. So if it's a whatever. rat drops in a vat, then it's just more flavor. You know. 
Oh, I wouldn't go that far. That but got sure. a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've um, I have a place. If I ever get a chance to have you guys go to my hometown, there's some pretty good eateries that I would love for you to try out. There's especially this one place that has, I think, my favorite like non chain food in the in my in my experience is this place called So Long Saloon. And it's like in the Aggieville, which is the bar district, which has the most bars per square foot of any city in this country. Um, and this place has my favorite thing from there is called uh, it's a it's a spicy peanut butter burger. Ooh, that sounds good already. Yeah. So they make their own homemade spicy peanut butter that's like seasoned with like I think they have hints of like sriracha, chili and jalapeno. And Please then tell me there's bacon they, put, and pickles. they put slices of pickles and bacon on it. Yep. Oh, that's like, ooh, yep. Ooh, that's. I'm and then glad, right uh, next to it, they have I'm another glad one because the they share. Shoulder up. They share. <laughs> they share a kitchen with another place that's owned by the same people called Taco Lucha, and they have some of the. Um, they've got luchador masks all over the walls and stuff. Some of the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. It's fantastic. Nice. So anyway, uh, that's my the only foodie stuff that I can say because otherwise I'm like. Cool, Kroger brand bread, awesome. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry now. Shit. All <laughs> right, final thought that I have before I'm ready to go because uh, I already said it for uh, the ranch thing. But hey, I got another final thought. I've only gone to one hole in the wall place before. Uh, shout out to Traverse City. I don't remember the name of the bar. Uh, it was at that place that I discovered that a bar food is the fucking best. If if you just if you get there at a good time and they're not busy and they have a good menu, my God, is it the best? But the other thing is, that's where I discovered something called the Four Horsemen, uh, which then I introduced later to uh, Nick, and that led to uh, a fun time. Uh, you're giving me a look, Glenn. I don't know. I I don't know what the Four Horsemen insinuates. Good. It's gonna kill you. Uh, I might as well. <laughs> It might as well. Like, it's so good you could die sort of thing? Not so good that Uh, you could die. Uh, no. It's... It's not a... So, basically, it's meant to be taken in... It's a shot. It's meant to be taken with all four drinks uh, in one shot, but I personally like to take it one horseman at a time. Uh, so it's, uh, I think it's four... The four drinks that start with a J. So, I think it was, uh, Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker, Jose Cuervo, and something else. Do you remember what it is? Jameson? Jameson. Jameson. There you go. Sounds that right. makes sense. And, like, you know, each one of those taking it straight with nothing to chase it with, uh, each one you get to, like, one after another, like, that shit will mess you up. And I remember, it, like, naming off each one of them, you know, war, pestilence, and then, like, looking into Nick's eyes when I say said death, it's like... Oh boy, we made mistakes tonight, didn't we? <laughs> Although I think at that point I was uh, a pitcher and a half of Shock Top uh, in at that point, so I mean I was screwed either way. I love Look, Shock Top. There was a I, I I loved it too, as it turns out. So uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Also, who's hosting? Who wants to host today? <laughs> Nick <laughs> looks like the newest member of the group. Nick, are you okay with hosting today? Or yeah, okay. yeah. Our, our our first time hoster here is going to be hosting on his first show. Say hello to Nick's twin brother, Nick. <laughs> Nick with two Ks. Nick with two Ks. <laughs> the second you case didn't know silent. I had a twin. Wouldn't it be weird if I had a twin brother named Glenn with one N? No, 
I mean, you're from Kansas, so I can imagine that kind of naming schematic to be acceptable. Man. Yeah. Have you met my sons, Glenn and Glenn? Wait, who's Glenn? This is Glenn. And who's Glenn? Glenn? This is Glenn. That's Glenn. (laughs) That's Glenn double N. Glenn double N. It'd be crazy if there was like just a silent like, that's Glenn and that's Glenn. Yeah, just like a slight (laughs) little hold of the N. And Ed and Eddie, that's a good fucking point. I double D. Yeah. Double D. (laughs) Double D. (laughs) My name is Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I used to vibe so well with Double D, but then I realized that in order for him to be a part of that crew, he was a fool. Like, seriously, I like, I'm trying to imagine. Is Double having D to the work with somebody. smart one? Uh, I mean, he has a 18 intelligence and an 8 with wisdom if he's going to work with those two fuckers. Oh, uh, that yells like this all the time? <laughs> For the longest time, I the, thought Double D was a girl. Because I oh, mean, Double D the, is the one that has the, the high voice and has one. the red shirt and the beanie. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. the longest time, I thought that beanie was his hair. As a kid, because it just, I'm like, who, like, it just looked like Well, his like hair, hair was also black, because he had hair coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, it, to me, it's like, oh, it's just Same color. weirdly, weirdly shaped hair. Like, he just gels it like that. <laughs> like, I sh- sure. And then I also thought Double D was a girl for the longest time. Oh, my mm. gosh. I think I uh, hit my sexual awakening with the Kinker sisters. Do tell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Appar- Do you know who the Kinker sisters are, uh, Glenn? Uh, I think I remember, all I remember from that show is a picture that was posted later that I saw recently that is from an episode where Plank, you remember Plank? I mean, that's probably my sexual second awakening, sure. I was about to say, and he had drawn, normally Plank just had a face, but he had given a hole for his mouth, put lipstick on it, and got mad at them when they interrupted their private time. And that was was a joke that just... It was Johnny. Johnny yeah, Johnny Johnny and Plank. Johnny had a glory hole on Plank's face. I, I think for me, my favorite character is always going to be Rolf. <laughs> Rolf? Because Rolf <laughs> is like the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like the... That's my horse. He's honestly like the token immigrant on that show. <laughs> but like in such a honestly like very like delightful way. It's like very similar to Fez. Nobody knows where mm-hmm. Fez is from. Yeah. But like from just that some ambiguous show. Like, non-American some <laughs> country, <laughs> and he's just like there making commentary on like how weird the <laughs> Americans are. Like it just made perfect sense for him, like to have him there. <laughs> oh man! So we have a video <sighs> game podcast, right? No. Yeah, we probably should uh, intro out. <laughs> Nick, show floor is yours. Okay, fine. Now. Oh.